What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Week 4 TZ Money Podcast. I'm your host, Ross Garropy. Joining me, as always, Matt Sugarman. Uh, no Uber producer Fred tonight, so it's just going to be the two of us riding solo. Hope we don't fuck anything up from a technical standpoint. Shugs, how you feeling after Week 3? Bit of a disappointing week for us. Uh, what are your thoughts in general? Where are we at for the season? Yeah, uh, week three did not end well, and it was, you know, microcosm of kind of what got us in the week one. Uh, the Patriots at home, they, they killed us yet again. We were pretty spot on with uh, all of our other components. And, um, yeah, I think we're learning that New England has – a really bad defense and they'll keep other teams in the game. I think that kind of helps us with knowing that betting the over on them might be safer than betting the line on them. Um, I took that from week three and also how I was saying, we were saying how nervous we were about all these home dogs and it's going to be weird. We have to kind of try to dodge bullets. Well, it turned out like, Every home dog won, pretty much, except for KC, who you loved, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, maybe one other. Everybody else lost. Everybody else lost. So, um, yeah, it was rough. I'm sure everybody had a rough week. Um, uh, well, at least, Shug's yeah, go. KC, you know, that, that pretty much was a home game for them, as I discussed last week, and you guys – didn't believe me, and I actually have no idea if it looked like a home game, but the fact that they won pretty easily must have felt right at home. <laughs> and Fred, Fred doesn't even show up tonight to defend himself after, you know, that was basically just all Kansas City fans, I'm going to assume. Yeah, I mean, so, I uh, saw no crowd reactions, no crowd <laughs> shots, so I, I, I'll take your word for it, I guess. so. Uh, but um, what do you... Yeah, a couple, couple quick thoughts for me. I mean, uh, you know, who would have thought that the one constant team from last year, the Patriots, would be um, – that that's a seven-unit swing for us over these first three weeks with, like you said, week one, them screwing us at home against the Chiefs, and then week three, uh, our big bet of four units um, being lost because of the Patriots. We could only get down to a minus four. So I'm definitely going to say for the time being uh, – if we can if we can tease the Patriots at home down to you know less than a field goal favorite, that's probably still going to be safe in in the right circumstances. But uh, no more just blindly throwing them in and assuming they're going to be world beaters because there's there's something going on there with their defense. Um, but you you definitely took one thing I was going to say, and I'm glad you brought it up, which is the over in their games just lock it up every week. They might be coming at us with a defense right out of their 2011 playbook where I think they ranked like 28th or 27th in football outsiders, all their advanced metrics. Um, they got to the Super Bowl that year. That's besides the point. Um, their offense looks as good as it ever has been, and their defense looks as sketchy as it has been in the last six or seven years. So until that gets fixed, um, over for sure with the Patriots feels good. Um, wild week, really wild week. I mean, starting off with all the – the, the kneeling and arm locking and, and teams not coming out of the locker room. And this is certainly not the podcast to have an intelligent discussion about anything revolving around that shows other than, you know, we felt a really strange weekend coming and it certainly lived up to that. Um, yeah, just bizarre. I mean, you know, survive from a survivor pool standpoint, I told you guys last week I was I wasn't comfortable with the Packers or the Patriots or the Steelers, kind of the the 
known suspects for last week, and I went with Kansas City. Um, you know, Packers and Patriots pulled it out, but I would not have been comfortable during either of those games. So just kind of a, a weird week for uh, home teams and just, the yeah, the games in general. Just kind of nuts. Um, starting with, you know, the, starting with the Niners almost coming back on Thursday night and that being one of the most entertaining games of the year against the Rams. Uh, the 6.30, well, for me, 6.30 in the morning uh, London game with the Jaguars just demolishing the 2-0 and uh, Ravens, just weird throughout. So, you know, we escaped without, you know, irreparable damage, I would say, with our betting. But, yeah, it all fell on the Patriots. Um, yeah, and, of course, the Patriots ended up, you know, pulling out the win. Oh, yeah, You know, just not covering. It was just, yeah. yeah. I, like, I was rooting. I was like, eh, maybe Watson could drive him down for a last-second field goal and then overtime, and then they get a touchdown. But yeah. I, they oh, yeah. call the I'm, timeout for no reason, and it was just like, all right, I hate myself. Yeah. Kill me now. I'm a Patriots fan rooting for, for yeah, the, the last-second field goal. And then the Patriots intercept the Hail Mary in the end zone. Yeah, I'm up in San Francisco with my brothers and a bunch of Patriots fans. They're looking at me like, I'm fucking nuts. I'm like, come on, <laughs> I'm the only one that had him at minus four, obviously. Yeah. Um, yes, I was there for that split second. Oh, only yeah. other only Not other bad. thing I want to mention, Shugs, before we dive in is, um, you know, we've been two years ago. You know, we won a lot of money by going with those three or four teams that were just so good. I think it was Arizona, Seattle, Green Bay, New England. Last year, we, you know, we kind of got Arizona out of there quickly and it was still uh, the Patriots. I think we need to reevaluate who the kind of the top dogs and the, um, you know, the, the consistent sort of reliable teams are right now. Um, I'm looking at the Chiefs and the Falcons as, what I would have looked at as, you know, the Patriots and the Packers or Patriots and Seahawks would have been the last few years. I don't know if you're feeling that way. I know Atlanta easily could have lost two of their three games, but those are on the road, not in domes. Uh, sorry, that this one was in dome, but on the road, I think at home, they're a lock and the Chiefs just look damn good. So those are kind of, those will play into my loves for the weekend, as you can imagine. But are you feeling that way about them too? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, Atlanta is definitely the class of the east uh, i mean the nfc i would say right now and um yeah i, I mean we know they're going to score points when when they're at home or when they're on the uh, on the do- in the dome on the road um yeah we and kc they're just you know they're 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 a top team playing really well um yeah, I feel safe about those two teams, especially when they're at home, which is the case this week yeah. for both of them. And so uh, the Steelers are on yeah. the road for the third of four games. And I don't think I, I hope we're getting to a point where we don't have to talk about the Steelers for any productive reason, no matter where they are, until we see them actually put up a track record of, you know, multiple weeks of looking like a reasonable you know, team to bet on. Yeah. I don't know if you're there. They yet, stink. But. They stink. They stink. <laughs> I hate I hate them. They stink. All right, let's oh, let's do gosh. this. Right. Um, Jump us- into it. Usual con, uh, you, you know, usual framework here. Let's let's talk favorites uh, first. Shugs, uh, you want to open it up with your first favorite? Yeah, uh, I will. And then, so last Thursday, I didn't want any part of that game. I had like a slight feeling it could be weird. I don't know. Um, we ended up taking the under. Put that the under in the component, and of course they the Niners Rams game went to eighty points, and 
you know, that was, it was just, it was so ridiculous. It was just funny. You know, you kept texting me, it's fine. It's fine. Even though they were like, at, they were at like 40 points at like, you know, at the end of the first or something. And then I was like, no more Thursday games. I'm not doing it. It is too unpredictable because there's not enough rest. So we don't know how the defense is going to play. We don't know how the offense is going to play. It's just, it's just better off staying away. And then you have green Bay at home against Chicago this week as a seven and a half point favorite. And I mean, Chicago, Chicago is so bad offensively. You know, they had one, their wide receivers had one catch last week against Pittsburgh in a game. They won the wide receivers had one catch on four targets. That's, that's crazy. They, they somehow won, but I think that speaks more to Pittsburgh like right now. Um, the, they're both coming off overtime games, so you know they, you know maybe they're a little extra tired. Um, I, I don't see I don't see Rodgers losing this game at home to Chicago. Uh, I think Cobb is going to be back. They should be healthier this week. Uh, since it's only seven and a half, I like a two team teaser with them here. Like find another game that you like and. Just throw that, throw this first game in it, and uh, you know, hopefully, you get off to a quick start. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. This was on my love list, um, and I'm thinking the same thing. And by the way, there will be a couple, couple teams to come here that are great for yeah. a two ats uh, to move the line six points. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the Bears through three games are shaping up to be one of those teams that's super frisky at home. Can't take them lightly, even against the better teams, but you know, no good on the road. Um, I think we might honestly find out over the next couple weeks that Ben Roethlisberger just isn't that good anymore. And that would, that would mean that the gap between Rogers and Roethlisberger is, is huge, uh, bigger than we would ever think going into the season. And you know, that just backs up that the Packers um, should be more than fine at home, even on a short week. Um, and you know, the only, the only thing you could point to, uh, is some injuries with the Packers. I mean, the bears have plenty of their own, but, um, for, uh, you know, for a team you expect to be great, like the Packers, there's, it looks like they're still going to be down there, um, to, uh, starting tackles and, uh, Cobb looks like he might play now. So that's good for the offense, but you know, you got Rogers, you got Jordy Nelson, you got Ty Montgomery looking really good. Um, I think you have enough to beat the, pa- uh, sorry, the bears at home. So yeah, I'm in on uh packers definitely in a two-way um so let's move on and yeah one one quick thing about this i think last year they played on a thursday night i think we were recording the pod and i'm pretty sure it, it was a similar similar spread in everything i don't remember which team was at home probably the bears were at home actually because do you remember we teased the bears up 10 points and we got them at like plus 19 and I'm you know, Green Bay, Green Bay beat them by like 30-something points. <laughs> and we were like, that is the stupidest bet. Yep. We yep. Made. Sounds right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So All we, right. we learned from that. that we're, not, we're, not, we're not pumping the Bears up here ever. Nope. Uh, certainly not at Green Bay. Um, yeah. Right. So next favorite, and we can go right into talking about – putting this in with the two-team teaser with the Packers, potentially. Uh, I'm loving the Falcons, minus eight at home against the Bills. Uh, So that could get down to minus two if you just want to put it into a two-team or, you know, plus two in a three-way tease. Um, Yeah, this is so obvious. Um, 
you know, Bill's, you know, everything I'm hearing on my on the podcast I listen to, Shugs or reading is Bills are really well coached. McDermott doing a great job, and and it's probably true. I really haven't watched much of them because they're not that entertaining. Uh, but I, I just can't see the Bills keeping up in in the dome with Atlanta. Um, we already talked about Atlanta's three zero record, a little deceiving. The Bears dropped the pass in the end zone in Week One, and then that funky play on the goal line for the Lions last week. Um, but you know, I don't think the Bears, uh, sorry, the Bills have much offense. Uh, and their defense just won't keep up with, uh, you know, a pretty healthy Falcons team at home. So, um, yeah, I could see the Bills getting held to very few points. I don't know if you're going to be throwing this over into a, a suggested tease later, but I don't, I don't love that as much as nope. I normally would for Atlanta in the dome. But I, I love Atlanta getting them to minus two here. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I think Atlanta at home on the turf. Um, I think that kind of neutralizes Buffalo's strength, their defense. You know, they've been playing really well defense, but yeah, I, I, I don't think they'll be, I, I don't think they're going to shut down Atlanta. I, I, Buffalo hasn't given up a passing touchdown yet this season, which, you know, impressive after three games, but I don't see that being the case after four games. Atlanta's going to do their thing. They, they're kind of like a well-oiled machine at home. And, um, uh, yeah, Buffalo shouldn't be able to keep up. I don't see Buffalo coming out of this game three and one with back-to-back wins against Denver and Atlanta on the road. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, that's, you said they haven't given up a, a passing touchdown. Is that what you said? Yeah, um, yeah. They they you know hosted the Jets at the Panthers, who ha- are looking like all sorts of terrible on offense, and then yeah. um, you know Simeon, Trevor Simeon in Buffalo. Um, felt like it was going to be a, a rough ride for the Denver offense. So not to take anything away from the Bills, like good job through three games, but that's not really a, t- a tough schedule to play defense against. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. Um, what else you got? By you the way, hear De- my- Devonta Freeman might be the best player on that Falcons team, more so than Julio Jones right now. Yeah, he- He's... He's incredible. He's awesome. To watch. Yeah. Freeman's yeah. awesome. Freeman is awesome. I love that guy. He won me a fantasy championship a couple of years ago when he was a nobody who we just picked up like yeah. week two. And he's been amazing ever since. Yeah. I'm jealous that I don't have him in any fantasy league because he's just so much fun to watch. So um, cool. You want to go next? Favorite? Yeah. Go I'll go. One more. I'll say this is my favorite favorite <laughs> of the week. And I don't even know if you have this on your list, but I just love it. I love the line. I love the situation. I love everything about this. Dallas at home against the Rams. It's minus six. I know Dallas is coming off a short week, and the Rams have ten days off. The Rams are you know, they're well coached. They're they're playing better on offense, but. Dallas at home, they, they look great in the second half. It seems like they kind of like figured some stuff out. Um, they, they should take care of business against the Rams. I mean, the Rams almost blew a game to the 49ers. Just, you know, Brian Hoyer was passing all over them. Hyde had, what, 170-something? I don't know, crazy amount of rush yards. Um, Dallas defense has looked Better than advertised. Um, Lawrence on the edge has been – he's been a game changer for them. Uh, I, I think they slow down Goff and, and that offense. I, I think Dallas at home, they're going to take care of business. They're going to win. Even Zeke looked a little better. I think 
Dez finally isn't playing against a shutdown corner. He's, you know, they're going to get him the ball. He's going to do his thing. I really like Dallas to like explode on offense this week. Uh, the the line's minus six, which I really like because one, you could put in a two teamer and then it's just a pick, but it's minus six right now. So if you do th- a three team teaser, you could get Dallas getting more than a field goal here. And I just think that's like that. That's such a lock. If you want to get Dallas to plus four at home against the Rams, I love it. I absolutely love it. That that's that's my favorite. Yeah, this this one did not make my list, um, but I'm I'm really intrigued by what you're saying, and it's it's probably the most thought I've put into this game is while you were just talking for the 90 seconds or so there, because um, I just felt. Like I think I think the Rams and how they've played so far put a scare into me when I hear a stat that Jared Goff has the third highest passer rating in the NFL right now. Yeah, short, uh, small sample size with three games. You know, it's you know having Sammy Watkins who's making a contribution. Todd Gurley looks you know rejuvenated after last year. Um, you know, everyone seems to love their coach and is bought into the program. The defense is is starting to well say play up uh you know according to the advanced stats but they did let up 39 against san francisco but um yeah i kind of like what you're saying honestly i I did write down that yeah the cowboys will probably win but i didn't think it was such a certainty i I referenced the 10 days rest for the rams versus a short week for the cowboys and then just goff looking so competent um so yeah i didn't i didn't really get into this much but um it's one of it's one of the ones i don't have that you could probably talk me into we'll see what our common love components are and and maybe this one Mm -hmm. makes the lesser bet if i can't get it all the way on but uh you're right getting it to more than a a field goal underdog for dallas kind of puts a little buffer in in case they they lose a close one obviously so yeah yeah i just think uh this dallas offense that they're finally not playing like a top tier corners and this and that i think they just they have their uh i think they're going to come out of this game saying okay dallas is you know, this is this is another this is a top team in the league. They're 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 back on track. Um, cool. All right. So yeah. I've got another one more favorite that I absolutely love, and you can probably guess exactly what it's going to be. We'll have to wait all the way till Monday night to get our results if we do pick this one. But it's the Chiefs at home against the Redskins. Chiefs right now are seven point favorite. So back to the two ats. Get them to minus one or three-way tees get up to a three-point underdog um i just want to strike while the iron's hot on the chiefs being maybe the best team in football shugs um you know it's uh they're just this is the these are the type of games we have this weekend that we would have capitalized on big time last year it's it's the green bay atlanta and kansas city home games against clearly inferior teams um you know and not too big of a spread that there's still going to be some exposure to tease them down um and yeah the chiefs have i mean chiefs beat the patriots by 17 or 15 uh beat the eagles another competent team by a touchdown and then beat the chargers in la uh by 14 so i mean they're they're beating competent teams they're beating them pretty handily and you know the eric berry injury is the only thing to speak of on their side that doesn't seem to be catching up to them just yet um washington looked good against the raiders at home but that's not going to be the same as going into kansas city so i definitely love this one yeah i'm with you definitely with you um 
I, I, I like fell asleep last Sunday for the Sunday night game, and I'm not too sure if Washington defense looked amazing as it you know appeared, or it was Oakland kind of out of sorts and you know, or a combination of the two. But I don't think I don't know. Did did you watch that game? What, what did you, did you have a feel for? Was Washington's defense that dominant that they were able to completely shut down the uh, the Raiders? Um, yeah, no, it, I don't think it was. It looked that way, but I it was more Washington's offense taking it to a pretty spotty Raiders defense. I mean, yeah, the, the Raiders, you know. They didn't get Khalil Mack going, and they were able to, you know, they were able to keep the pressure off Cousins. Like they have one pass rusher in Mack, it seems like, and if you can handle him, then it's not that devastating of a pass rush. And they certainly don't have the secondary to, you know, cover uh, even Washington's, you know, middle of the pack uh, receivers. Yeah, I would say. yeah, um, but Chris, I mean, uh, I, Chris, I mean, like um, Washington on defense, like the Raiders only got ten points that game. Yeah, and, I, and what I'm saying though is it was more Washington controlling the entire game with their oh, I gotcha, having, gotcha, the, having gotcha. the ball for almost 40 minutes in the game, um, almost 500 yards of offense. Yeah, it was more of that. But yeah, I don't know. It's like the Raiders when they got punched in the mouth on their first drive or, or second drive. You know, when they did nothing in the first quarter, they were just completely out of it. Um, I don't know something about that Raiders offense. It's like it can be so good at times, but. Like Amari Cooper, we talk about him like he's in one, you know, top seven receiver in the league, but he disappears very frequently. He had Josh Norman covering him a decent amount, I think. Um, Michael Crabtree, you know, usually is good for like few catches and lots of touchdowns. Seems to be his game, but yeah, those guys were just held in check and they got nothing going. Uh, it's really weird. Um, mm-hmm. Washington just Chris Thompson, who I benefited from by starting him in fantasy in a couple leagues thanks to seeing some expert online saying you know he'd be a good play as a pass catching back for the Redskins um, he just controlled the entire game for them just kept them on the field the entire time so so yeah I don't think uh, I don't know I, I don't think that's going to translate to a road game in Kansas City um, I don't know if, if you're feeling like an under because of the way the defense played but certainly Kansas City no I, I'm thinking that like it could be like people could be a little higher on Washington than they really are. And maybe it was more Oakland playing bad than Washington looking amazing. And, you know, that's a good spot to take KC here and just like capitalize on capitalize yeah, they, on that. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I've always heard the, the Kirk cousin uh, on the road, sp- the splits over his career of yeah. Home and road are, are pretty, you know, glaring. So, um, so yeah, I, I I still buy into that and think we'd be in, in yeah. good shape here. I gotcha. Yeah, I'm into that definitely. I mean, I agree. Ride Casey while they're while they're hot. Yeah, and they're at home. All right, um, you gotta you gotta love it. You have any, any others? I do have one more. Go so back do to I. The, it's probably back. <laughs> yeah. Back to the scene of the crime. Back to exactly. Uh, yeah, Patriots. Right. That's where you're going with this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. I don't want to, but I mean the. They're at home and they're playing like a team that's like just you know their Cam is Cam is looking as bad as Eli or any or Rivers or any other quarterback in in the league right now, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's like, um, how do you how do you not go back to this? Yeah, I, I think the Patriots are going to be safe in this one, and we aren't looking at one of those 
favored by 13 or 14, where if it's a tight game, we're going to get screwed. Um, you know, they're favored by nine, I think, right now. So you get them to a plus one. They just have to win. Um, yeah, this isn't this isn't a game that they lose, I don't think. You know, the, the Houston defense is for real, and the Patriots managed to put up 36. It, it didn't look good. Uh, it was a weird way to get 36 points because it was very sloppy and disjointed and, and not, you know, not every drive was marching down the field. But um, they found their points. They came out of it um, healthy on offense. Um, might even be getting Dante Hightower back this week, maybe, which would be great news because he's going to be a guy that would have to um, help spy Cam and watch McCaffrey out of the backfield, I'm pretty sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, Panthers, if there's going to be an offense that doesn't look great against this shitty Patriots defense, it'll be the Panthers traveling. So um, I want to be, you know, gun shy on the Patriots, but I think this is a week to, to go back to the well on this one. Yep, completely agree. Completely agree. And then let's just talk about it now. The over. So we, we the over. I mean, <laughs> we we both said we love the over. Like, if anything, we learned is like New England over might be the safest play in all of in all of football yep. betting right now. But Carolina looks terrible on defense. I mean, on offense. Like, does that? Do you have any concerns? The over is forty nine. Do you have any concerns that? More than 39 points. If we tease this down to 39, we'll, we'll be scored. I have no concerns. I think yeah. the, the Panthers are probably good. You know, they're averaging 15 points a game against some pretty bad teams um, through three weeks. And I think, I think they're probably going to put up 17 to 20 in this game. I, I hate to say it with my Patriots, but they'll, they'll do that, whether it's competitive for three quarters or whether it's garbage time you know they get the extra 10 points when the Pats are just kind of bringing the game home but I think Patriots are good for 30 points I mean I I, I don't see yeah. many situations especially at home um, where they wouldn't get there so no no concerns really not none on my end either even though you know they're playing a really a team that's been really shitty on offense um I think New England has been equally shitty on defense, and you know Carolina will put up some points. I mean, it might not be you know pretty, and they might get yeah. blown out in this game. But I mean, you you got you tease us down to thirty nine. I mean, we're talking about all these favorites that we liked, and they're all really solid. Like this one might be more, this this over might be more solid than anything we've mentioned so far. Um. I mean, we, and, and there's also this slim chance that if the Patriots are an epically bad defense, you see another 30 to 27 game, you know, more points than you could ever imagine the Panthers scoring right now, especially with, you know, they're a little banged up too. Um, so you, yeah. you, you got a small chance for that, but even even so, you got a very good chance that Pats get their 30-ish and you just need 10 out of the Panthers. Yeah, I mean, the, the week before, week two, Watson – People were saying, you know, he played the Bengals, barely beat them, and they were saying he's not ready. I mean, I, I, you know, there's questions about, you know, you know what he could do with his arm and wh- whether he really shouldn't be starting right now. But if they, you know, was a more competent person, and then after this game, you know, like the, he's the future. He is the future. Oh, this is of, of this the Texans. He tore exactly. them up. This is exactly out of the 2011 Patriots playbook. Every quarterback that year that the Patriots faced looked like 2004 Peyton Manning. And people, and this has nothing to do with teases this week. I don't know if you're going to talk about this game in any capacity, but I don't think it's on my list. But Tennessee at Houston, I uh, sneaky no. love Tennessee just in, just in pick them straight up, whatever, because 
everyone now thinks for whatever reason that Deshaun Watson has turned a corner and, and he's great. He might be good, but it, it's that Patriots defense that propped him up, and there's going to be some disappointment when a legitimate defense you know faces him. So anyway, side, that's a sidebar. Yeah, Nothing to yeah. do with our bets, but you're right on. Yeah. Um, where are you going next? Other overs? Yeah, let's. Uh, we could stick with the oh, wait, overs we here. We didn't talk dogs, but I'll tell you that I think this is the third week in a row. I don't have any. No? Okay. I have one that okay. I think you're going to like. Oh. And, yeah. So oh, are you going to go with the Browns? No, 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 no. Definitely not. <laughs> I hate the Browns. They suck. I knew they, I knew Indy would beat them, and they did. I should have. You don't like the Browns plus 13 and a half home for Cincy? I, I do not. I do not. <laughs> All right. Browns what's yours? Suck. Let's talk about yours. You're going to like it because I'm going against Pittsburgh on the road. Whoa. Yeah. All right. Baltimore, Baltimore at home, they're getting three. You couldn't be more – they should – they got embarrassed, to put it simple. They got so embarrassed. I mean, why even show up for that game? It was pathetic. They clearly didn't want to be there. They, they, I, I don't know why they even, like, bothered to take the flight. Like, they didn't want to be there. It was an embarrassment. Jackson, what, Bortles have five touchdowns or something like that? Something, four or five touchdowns? I mean, I mean, this is a good defense. They just didn't show up. There, there's no reason right now that they should be getting three points at home. Pitt, I mean, we've talked for since day one of this pod how badly they struggle on the road, even though we pick them way too much, and that's my fault. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I, now is our opportunity. Like, they're on the road. They, they stink on the road. There's something wrong with them. Ben does not look good. The whole offense looks out of whack. They, they're facing a good defense that people might not think is a good defense now because of one London game where, I mean, they literally just did not show up. They're plus three. I like them to win this game. So I like them as a money line bet. I like them with the points. And if you tease them up to 13, I love them. Um, you know, uh, no concern over teams don't usually play the week following traveling to London and back. And this is kind of a weird thing that I don't think has happened often. I guess they're always given the, the choice to have their buy or not. I thought they always just automatically had it. But, um, yeah, the, the Ravens yeah. and the uh, – who they play? Uh, Jags declined. So Yeah, the whole reason why I'm not concerned is it didn't even look like Baltimore tried out there. Right, like they, they, they basically didn't show up. Yeah, they, they didn't show up. They, mm. I mean, literally, like, I think the fourth quarter, like, barely any of their starters played. But, like – even when they did play, it was just, you know, I, I didn't see any kind of effort. I mean, I have Baltimore defense um, on both of my fantasy teams and, you know, big minus four. Like, they, they applied no pressure, no sacks, no – I mean, it was just – yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how, how to explain that other than they didn't want to be there. They kind of half-assed it in the long run. You know, better to sacrifice this game or something, and you know, get back on, get back on track week four. I think I think uh, there's going to be a bet here of of me going small on the the Shugs components that I didn't have because you're you're talking me into it. it. It makes sense with the Steelers being so bad on the road, and you know these you kind of it's like almost cliched at this point, but these two AFC North teams, big rivals, there always seem to be three point games when they play or something pretty close um, last right. year. I'm looking right now, last year, 
Pittsburgh won at home by four, and they and Baltimore won at home by seven. So even in a year where Baltimore wasn't very good, um, yeah, still the case. So yeah, I'm probably in on that. Like, um, then if you look, I mean, we don't have to talk about unders yet, but the uh, the over under in this game is forty one and a half. So it, you know, it's a small small number, and so if they're projecting a low scoring close game, I mean, you know, it makes sense to to take the thirteen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think it's if we can keep that small, then uh, yeah, you've got me on your two so far that I didn't have pretty yeah. convincing this time. Um, all right, uh, so some uh, overs. Continue um, with the overs. What you got? You know, I'm gonna go back to a game that you talked about earlier that I didn't have. Um, almost surprising that I like this, but over in the Rams at Dallas, it's 47 and a half. So we get that down to 37 and a half, and. Yeah, I love that you were talking about you think the Cowboys kind of going off in an offensive explosion in this one. That I don't know if you had this game, but you should be confident in it too. I mean, I mentioned Jared Goff, third highest passer rating, looking like a pretty competent offense. Um, not expecting them to be as good as they've looked every week, but Cowboys don't have a crazy good defense. So to, for these two teams to combine for 38 points um, feels like a no-brainer. I um, think the Cowboys will get at least – you know, they're 23, 23 to 27 point range at worst, and, and then this should be good to go. Yep, I, I don't have anything else to add. I think the Rams are competent enough to put up some points. And like I said, I think Dallas is going to do their thing on offense. So, yeah, I would fire that one up. All right. What do for you For sure. Any others? Uh, I got Cincinnati versus Cleveland. It's a 41.5 over under. Uh, I don't know if you think I'm crazy with this or you're nodding in agreement over there. But, I mean, Cleveland's defense is horrible. Horrible. They're, they're, I mean, Jacoby Brissett tore them up. If you could tease this down to 31 and a half points, I mean, Cincinnati, they, they look more competent in, in Green Bay. You know, they did score three touchdowns, I believe. Uh their offense looked better under the new OC. They turned more to Mixon. They're throwing the ball more to AJ Green. I think I think Cincy is gonna kind of right the ship here and you know have have their way with with this Cleveland defense. I, I see three touchdowns out of them, you know, at least. Uh, and then Cleveland, you know, Cleveland's been putting up points. I mean, it's not been pretty, but they've been putting up points. And I just see, I just see that being this two bad teams. Neither team great on defense, and the the the, the over under line seems a little too low for me. So why not take advantage of that and bump it down even more? I was I was laughing because this has rarely happened to us, but uh, I had I had the under in this game that I was liking. <laughs> I had teasing ah. up to fifty one and a half. Um, the the Bengals only actually scored two offensive touchdowns in that game at, at Green Bay because they had a pick six on Aaron Rodgers. So oh, you know right, they scored right, right. seventeen offensive points against a Packers D that was missing some key pieces. Um, you know, so that brings them up to two total offensive touchdowns in three games. True, Dalton, true. I, I didn't think Dalton looked very good still, and another road game doesn't really bode well for him. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Cleveland put up 28 on a really, really bad indie defense, um, but before that they put up 10 on Baltimore and 18 on the Steelers even at home in that first week against Pittsburgh. So um, to me it just felt like, 
neither of these teams is is approaching the the 24 25 point mark um so yeah we're we're kind of on opposite sides of this one and what's yeah. beautiful about this is that uh you know both of them can win it's a 20 yeah. point there's a 20 point gap there where they both could come in for us <laughs> yeah i mean how what did the cult put up on them 30 31 31 yeah, yeah. that was kind of my main reasoning, but yeah. I see your point. I, I see your point. It's hard to bet. It's hard to bet on Dalton right now putting up points, but I mean, it's it, it's it's likely, but it's not it's it's not a gimme by any stretch. Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, yeah, I mean, one of the Colts' touchdowns was a 45 yard drive, so they obviously got great field position, probably on some kind of turnover, and then a field goal, the same 30 30 yards. So um, yeah, they still put up points, maybe a little deceiving, um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We'll just probably avoid that one. It sounds like. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you like uh, you like any others? Do you like that uh, the other London game this week? I kind of did. Uh, I was a little down on it after my initial look, but um, yeah, I had the over Saints and Dolphins. I think it's forty nine and a half, so that would go down to thirty nine and a half for the over. Um, but you know part of you and I texting about no Thursday games. We also texted about just stay away from all London games. Yeah. Um, but I did hear on, was it Fezzik on um, Ross Tucker's podcast today that said there's a great track record of overs in London um, going back a bunch of years now. So even though it's a small sample size, um, for some reason it tends to be a lot of scoring, whether it's one-sided like last week or a more competitive game. So I'm, I'm kind of into that. Not, not loving it though. What do you, did you have that? Yeah, it's like, you know, stay away from Thursday games and then you got Green Bay at home against Chicago. It's like, ah, how do I stay away from that? Stay away from the London game. Ah, you got New Orleans playing. Like, how do you stay away from that under, uh, from that over, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, Miami looked horrible. I mean, they they were one play away from getting shut out by the Jets. Ah, it's hard to have confidence in them. But the Saints have... You know, I would say they have the worst defense in the league again. Mm-hmm. Um, they should put up points. I don't. I don't know how they're going to react. The Saints have gone to London once before. This is their second game, so they may have a better, you know, feel for, you know, what to do and when to get there and how to prepare, which you know the Ravens clearly didn't. Um, and and we should keep in mind. I don't know if Jacksonville plays another game this year in London, but they have it. Out, Pat. They won their last three. They know when to the so, yeah. in London. I didn't. I yeah. I went into last week thinking like that doesn't matter. Like I, that's got to be overblown um, as far as them being used to it. Uh, but yeah, I mean three and zero with Bortles there. So yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I like it. I, I mean, this, it is more unpredictable because it's in London and you don't. We, we don't know these things, but. Well, we're compiling a pretty long list here of things we both like. So if that if that sits at the bottom of this lengthy list, then it may be smart to just avoid it because we're getting we're getting pretty bloated on the things that we like. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll, I, I I got nothing else. Nothing else on uh, on anything uh, or on just, an over. on overs. I got two. I'll do two rapid fire ones for you then. Um, Washington, Kansas City. Um, so we talked about that game a little bit on Monday night. Uh, that's uh, where am I here? 49 and a half so it goes down to 39 and a half um 
you know, I think I think Washington's offense, you know, like I said, looked pretty good at home against a bad Raiders defense. But even on the road, you know, I think they're good for their their 17 points in a worst case scenario. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, knowing that the Chiefs are going to beat them by a touchdown, that would that would take care of the 40 points we would need. Um, just thinks just feels like Chiefs offense right now is looking great, and Washington has enough options, and they're being pretty creative with their just the way that they're playing on offense. That I, I could see 40 points pretty easily in that game. So that's yeah. one of them. Uh, the other one is going to surprise you because I'm usually all over the under um, with your Giants. But uh, I kind of like the over <laughs> of Giants-Tampa Bay, uh, over 34 points if we were to tease it. Um, you know, the Vikings with Case Keenum easily put up points on the Bucks, uh, even though that was in Minnesota. Um, and the Giants have their healthiest offense. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Um, actually scored 21 points or 24 points uh, in the fourth quarter against uh, Philly on the road. And they're desperate. I, I really don't see the Giants starting off 0-4, Shugs. I don't know if you have any faith in that whatsoever. But I'm probably going to pick the Giants straight up just because it's just so weird for them to go 0-4. They're not that bad. Um, so I think we see an upset. And I think... You know, Bucks will get their points, and I actually think the Giants have a chance to stick with them. Um, so that that's my two overs that are a little out of the, you know, outside. Yeah, of I yeah. Think. I mean, Tampa Bay is banged up on defense. They're banged up pretty badly at them. Yeah. That's why that's why Keenum abused them. Um, I don't know, Giants. You know, I, I I don't know. I don't know if I'm it's at a, the point where I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready to bet. To bet an over. It's a pretty uh, against the uh, grain sort of play with a team like the Giants that are just a beautiful under team with the way they've been playing. But uh, yeah, I, I see your point, and I, I, you know, I agree with you. I, um, yeah, I just don't know if um, I don't know if it's necessary. I mean, it's a nice like you know, you should throw a little like straight up bet on it on the side. I don't know if yeah. I, I would put it in one of these, but I, yeah. I do like it. It's just, I don't know. I'm not there's at some, that point where there's some logic behind it, but I, I yeah, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, but I'm basing yeah. a lot of it on one quarter in Philadelphia. So, so who knows, but, um, all right, let's, let's move on to unders then. Um, you got a couple or what? Uh, I got just one and I mentioned it before to kind of assist my uh, thinking on the underdog is, uh, Baltimore, at uh, home against Pitt. Uh, you told me the other day that the, I mean, you told me right before this podcast started that the other day the line was at 44 mm-hmm. and it's all the way down to 41 and a half. So that kind of stings. But uh, I'm, I I pretty much said my piece already. I expect a low scoring game. Pitt on the road does not put up much points. They're struggling. They barely did anything in Chicago. Baltimore, I think their defense bounces back. I think, you know, I think this is a low-scoring, ugly game. And we're going to have more serious doubts about Pittsburgh. We're going to – it's going to be – it's going to be a low-scoring game. I like the under here. I'm kind of annoyed that it jumped from 44 down to Mm 41.5. Yeah. That that kind of stings. But I still do like it. I mean, I I liked it when it was 41.5 without knowing about the 44. So. Um, yep, didn't didn't have this. Like, you know, again, my logic was just Baltimore coming off a London game without a bye, which is just weird. Yeah. Just kind of felt like it's just stay away, um, knowing that there's a lot of good options this week. Um, yeah, all the all the ones that you had, you had four of them, Shugs, that I didn't touch. And 
I can't argue with any of them. Logic behind all of them. Last last week, I feel like we had some very passionate disagreements, which is great. This week, you're you're kind of talking me into most of these, even though there's no need to to jump on all of them because there's way too many things here. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean that you know Pittsburgh on the road that does not play right. good offense. Pittsburgh's defense pretty solid. Baltimore's defense we know looked great for two weeks and and gotta gotta think that's a little bit of a fluke of the london thing last week so yeah you're you're good with that um 51 and a half it would be so that's that feels pretty good um i only had one um philly at the chargers probably doesn't jump out at you as an under pick but it's 47 and a half so we're, we're talking under 57 and a half um Kind of monitoring the the Philly uh, defense because I I don't know the names but I know coming out of last week's game there were some guys banged up um, little little light on the defensive players by the end of that game so if it, if they look okay there health wise I think I'd tease this up to fifty seven and a half um, Chargers have not given up a lot of points this year even though they're zero and three um, and you know I, I kind of looked in three of the seven touchdowns their defense has given up. Um, were on drives where their opponents started in Chargers territory, which means Philip Rivers is turning the ball over an ungodly amount. So it, it all it does kind of depend on hey Rivers can't go out there and throw three or four picks and have a couple of them get returned for touchdowns or have the off the other team start on a short field. I'm I'm definitely relying on that if I go with this. But yeah, I mean both teams would have to approach 30 points to to not hit the under in a tease. Um, I don't know, just doesn't doesn't seem like it's happening. So bottom of the barrel for me in terms of my likes for the week but that was on there okay is the game in la yeah okay so there'll be a big uh there will be eagles big eagles crowd that That, one i believe that one we can agree on right yeah that that one i'll agree on um yeah yeah i i I like your thinking that um that makes sense um i don't have much else to add about that i wasn't i didn't even pay any attention to this game nothing stood out to me but yeah uh all right that's all all i got so that covers everything go chargers um so we um so we kind of you know not surprising shows that our our one big loss for the year was in the weirdest week of the season week three which by the way i think week three has a traditional weirdness to it i know that was the uh the the replacement refs year where the shit hit the fan with the fail mary in seattle there's been other weird week three things so maybe we should have known it but um this is a get back on track week this is a we should walk away from this week uh winning multiple bets and you know cashing in six seven eight units uh, something really good to get us back here um just to recap i think we both loved the green bay atlanta and kansas city favorites tease down either in two teams or three team teases i think that's where i think those three were like far and away for both of us you kind of were putting the new england over up there too but but the panthers offense makes me a tiny bit nervous a little little more so mm-hmm. than the others so that's kind of our cutoff for just absolute falling over ourselves in love with. And then we add New England to a plus one, that New England over, the Rams-Dallas over, and then a little bit of the Saints-Dolphins uh, over. So those are all the things that we you know, both had in our notes walking into this that we liked and we both liked. Um, so that's what we're going to focus on. Uh, any other thoughts on any of that before we sign off here? Yeah, I just think um, if you're going to do a three-team tease, I, I like the combination of the New England game where you could, where it's minus nine, so you could just get New England to win. Don't have to worry about them, you know, 
covering a field goal or whatever. And if you combine that with the Dallas one at minus six, you get Dallas at plus four. You get them at over a field goal. So if you're going to do a three-team teaser, I like these two. I like these two components together. I think uh, the other ones were Green Bay, Atlanta, KC, where it's minus seven. You know, we could kind of just pick and choose, do a two-teamer with those. If we're going to go three, those two are a nice combo. And then, you know, maybe pick an over or an under, our favorite over or under or, or dog or something and throw it with that with that one. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, a lot a lot of things to like this week. And, um, you know, if, if, if we lose again on New England at home, then – Shame on us. Yeah, well, shame on them. Um, yeah, shame on them. <laughs> so, uh, so this, you know, knowing that Fred at least uh, has the excuse of being busy with his real job this week, maybe this podcast does not get posted before Thursday evening. So we'll have to tweet out from the TZ Money NFL um, Twitter handle that we're getting the Packers involved in a, definitely a two-way tease to get the week started. Um, and then we'll figure out the rest. Uh, let's make sure we figure that out pretty soon by tomorrow afternoon, Shugs. And uh, yeah. yeah, we'll post this as soon as we can with all the other good stuff for the week. That's week four. Uh, feels like a throwback week, Shugs, where we're not kind of scratching and clawing and trying to find something and all the gross shit out there with road favorites and all sorts of garbage. So uh, hopefully it pans out that way. And uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks yeah. everyone for listening as always, and we will catch up with you during the week five lines. Yep, and as always, get that teasy money.